You're listening to the Just Wins podcast, where we discuss winners, black bookers, and much more. Enjoy the show. Can he do it to Takwa? He's flying! Yes! There's history! But a champion becomes a legend! But Cody Debra's won it! The pride of Australia is the greatest show on earth. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Just Wins podcast. We're up to podcast number 18 for Saturday, the 29th of August. We're already into the second group one of the spring carnival. We're into the group one Memsey Stakes, which we will go over shortly. And we're also having a bit of a special edition this week with our futures bets for the two cups and a plate. That's the Caulfield Cup. Cox Plate and Melbourne Cup for those following at home. But first, let's check if our boys are on the line. Um, Adam, I'll start with you. You there, mate? I'm here, mate. Hello, everyone. Yeah, good to have you back. Uh, and Lee, how are you going? Yeah, good. How are you, boys? Good, yeah, mate. I'm good. Good. Rip, ready, ready to rip in for another week of Group 1 action and um, very interested to hear uh, both of your thoughts later about the uh, two cups and a plate. First, I, th- I think we'll go over the review as usual. Adam, how'd you go, mate? Uh, come come crashing back down to earth last week, mate. Had a poor, poor day at the office. Yeah, lost, lost money, but uh, I'm, I'm keen to bounce back this week. I only got the one collect from all my tips um, last week, and that was special reward who I backed each way, ran third. I was, I was a bit Filthy after the race because I felt he would have won if he didn't didn't miss the kick. He just was a bit slow away and had to work quite hard to get across to um, be outside the lead. Whereas I whereas I felt if he did jump well, he would have uh, he would have led and um, yeah been much harder to beat. But he ran well, got a little bit back on him, and then yeah the rest of them. Best stone was ordinary. Uh, the Bostonian was average at best. Invictus Prince, we won't talk too much about that. And uh, my, I did get, I did get my lay, I did get my layup though. Uh, New King, I was happy about that. That was that was my best result of the day. Actually, getting him beat, he ran well, but just um, had a lot against him. Yeah, didn't get the twenty out of ten ride this week and ran midfield some way. Um, before we go, is Invictus Prince still running, mate? Uh, yeah, mate. He's uh, he's he's running to a new home somewhere. I'm not yeah. too sure where he's off to. That guy. I, I didn't even off. know he made it to the track, so... Yeah, he's, he was out the gate, put it that way, and but that's all right. Um, the Bostonian, Lee, you were on him as well. What did you make of it? I think, from what I... Just from the from the naked eye, the inside looked a bit off, and they were... They did look like they were running pretty good clip out in front, uh, and he just got lobbed. It was a weird run, like he's... They didn't want to lead, but he just kind of was half a length away sort of the whole whole race. So um, I, I don't know. I think he'll probably be better for it. I think that was a little bit against him. Um, he's obviously still a really good horse. I didn't see where he ended up finishing, but somewhere midfield. And then Melody Bell was was uh, was pretty poor as well. So interesting race. Obviously, mate, you had Fierce Impact along the rail, which ran really well, and that was a really good first up run. So I think we can just keep following it, can't we? Yeah, it was it was a great run. It was um, I was actually more expecting it to get out on the crown of the track, which I thought. But once he got bundled away on the rail, he sort of had no other choice. But yeah, it was it was weird. Like 
even watching the race, I thought, oh, he's, he's not going to get close here. And he only finished like less than half a length off. So, But I think that'll be a, a ripping form line, that race, to, to follow into the spring ahead. And, um, and yeah, I, I went all right last weekend, doubled the money. Um, Chico Milagro, first up, I um, come second, beaten by a chauffeur, which was a big form reversal, but good on the, the team there for winning. Probably just was a bit fresh and did a few things wrong, but I don't think there's, it's worth jumping off him just yet. Race six had Wild Fortune, which ran about fifth or sixth, and Lady Brahmos, who um, was the best of the closers at about $16, so ran third. I think we can stick with Lady Brahmos. There'll be a race for her, possibly at Eagle Farm. And then, yeah, race seven, Archer's Paradox was absolutely smashed. It was... 10 or $11 when given out on here on uh, the Thursday night and then started about five bucks, I think it was. And to be honest, um, it obviously won, but um, I thought Stella Power, it was three wide, no cover, which was the other tip in that race. Three wide, no cover and came again, the just missed. So um, it's it's definitely probably should have won that race and one to follow. And um, yeah, my lay say higher. No good, so that was good for me. And Run for Glory finished it off. Just got that perfect run as expected. We got us the win, which which is half the battle at Doombin. There was a couple of good horses in behind that um, had no luck, and we can follow from then on. And then Mrs. Brown's boys out out at uh, Belmont ran a ran a nice third for our Ruffy Roulette. I think Lee, you got your Ruffy Roulette up, didn't you? Yeah. Chosen Blonde, she ended up running. Chosen Blonde. Play. Yeah, yeah. Ran, ran a place at Mooney Valley there before it got called off. Yeah, it was a bit of a, it was good $5 a place there. And um, yeah, as you said, they just got abandoned, and which was a bit a bit of a shame because you, you laid Windstorm and it was $2 out to three, so not to be. And then your Perth Multi, bloody Multis, second leg as yeah. usual. Yeah, I think she that that leader the the winner sorry just kept kicking and I uh, yeah she just couldn't get there leading girl but it was still a good run don't get me wrong just didn't get the chocolates on the day um, but yeah Moody Valley it was it was disgraceful it looked like it was the last day of Warrnambool Carnival and every race looked like a jumps race the way they were coming in so yeah that was that was terrible I thought it should have been called off well before then just look at the last race if you get a chance Jittery Jack won by. Um, panels and yeah I think that was probably from first to last was probably at least 30 links and I think it was a I think it was 1400 or 1500 meter race so uh, yeah it was it was awful yeah it was a bit of a shocker wasn't it but we push on Um, Adam did you have anything to follow from last week I just wanted to follow up on imaging I know I thrown him out to follow a couple of weeks back but he was he would have won that race if he drew a gate he drew drew out in the car park in, in the um the group one winks and yeah flashed home for a, a, a great fourth not beaten far so um still still keen to follow him up and trip up to a mile i think i think there's a race in that guy so um he's he's definitely one to follow and i do have another couple to follow but i'll bring them up in the cups and plate i think oh all right well i'll uh i'll refrain from giving one of mine out too because that'll come up a bit later. Um, the other one I, I think we can follow was a Brizzy horse that was down in Sydney called Looks Like Elvis, um, was first up over the unsuitable distance and was given a very quiet ride but finished off well. Never never saw daylight in the straight, so I think getting him out over a bit of a trip, uh, he will definitely be 
running well for the Bjorn Baker yard. Um, Lee, did you have anything, mate? No, nothing to follow for me. All right. Well, that makes it easy. I guess we better get into the um, Group 1 banter first. And as we said, we've got the Group 1 Memsey Stakes at Caulfield this week. I think it looks a bit of a shallow Group 1. What do you reckon, Lee? I Yeah, it looks a good field because they all look similar sort of quality. So, yeah, I, I, I'm I not going to have a bet in it because I think there's plenty of chances. And I'd just rather watch it because there's a few that we've spoken about previously, Mystic Journey, Meow. and, and, a, and a few, <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's a few out of that race that, um, that it could come out and run better. But it's just, yeah, blanket job. I, yeah, I, I don't really know in that. So, um, But you're probably right. It doesn't look super deep, but they just all look similar sort of quality. So... All right. Well, you'll be drinking some milk later, I suppose. <laughs> we'll see what happens. If you boys have a bet and you lose, then I'll uh, I'll have the last laugh, won't I? Oh uh, well, you know. Well, we'll see what Adam says first. What do you think, Adam? Uh, I'm I'm going to have a bet, mate. Um, as I, I do agree, it isn't isn't the thickest race, and that's why I want to follow up on Mystic again. I was very disappointed with her first up, and I, I'm taking a chance that that was just a, you know just a run the way the race was run where she was positioned wide and back just wasn't suitable and i just think it i think she's ten dollars maybe nine dollars now um at that price i'm i'm keen to have a go because she's drawn better this week she'll she'll get some cover she'll be better than midfield not far off the pace um there should be a genuine tempo this week with be good to your mother ensuring that whereas yeah the, the pb lawrence was was run at a farcical pace so Hopefully um, she can produce her best and I'm going to have half a unit each way at her at that price. Yeah, she's $9.50 and $3.10. Mate, I sent you during the week something about her having uh, some hind, um, what was it, some strapping the, to yeah, her hind she's got, legs. Um, she has bandages on, but she actually, I, I looked into that again and that was actually on before her first up run. They, they, they made that change on the 14th of August and that first up run was the, uh, the 15th, so... Um, yeah, there might be a problem there, but I just think she's too good of a horse to, to let go around at that price, to be honest. Yeah, I, well, that's some good intel for the followers out there because you see those those gear changes and you put a line through usually straight away. But if it's been if it's happened before, then yeah, it's good to give her a second chance. And as you said, yeah, they just got a bit too far back and wide, and you had to be close to the rail in that PB Lawrence. Yeah, that's uh, that's it, mate. Yeah. So yeah, I th- as I said, I thought it was a very open race. The last time a mare won this race was Atlantic Jewel in 2014. So you've got to be a pretty good mare. And there's been some very distinguished weight for age uh, boys, which is the Colts and Geldings winning since. Savadiano pops up favourite, but history is against her on this fact. Um, she just reminds me very similar to Elise last year, ran third to Scales of Justice. Um, in saying that, though, this year's edition is very weak without any real weight for age stars of old. And so I'm, I'm just going to have a throw at the stumps with Streets of Avalon, um, who was a pretty much a pen job last start behind Savadiano. Um, he's no good on the soft track and will probably get a good four on Saturday, which is handy for those Melbourne punters. Sat handy last run, but wobbled around the bend and wasn't fully tested in the end. Drawn the widest here on Saturday, but has the early speed to cross and lead. 
if he can pinch some cheap sectionals out in front, most likely with Be Good to Your Mother or Glenn Fittish, he could pinch it. And um, I'm going to have half a unit each way at $23 and $6 the place. And, boys, that's going to be my Ruffy Roulette as well. So we'll All get right. that one out of the way early. So it's good to see both of us having a having a bet at uh, double figure or double figures, yep, just about. Missy Journey's 950 and um, Lee's staying out of it. Can, can right. I just say something quickly, mate, yep. about that race? I just wanted to quickly mention Behemoths in that, and I know Lee and I both said to follow him. I'm just concerned about his, his gate and where he gets to from that gate. I think he could encounter some traffic problems, so that's why I've, I've let him go this week. Yep, and I thought for sure Lee would have tipped Arcadia. Uh, what is it? What's the name again? Arcadia Queen. Queen. Yeah. Nah, not for me in that. Not for you. I, All right. I, I just think those two runs in Sydney, I mean, you could make a case that there was a, um, you know, there was some excuse in the Everest, but they just weren't good enough for me. So I just, I just want to see her again and see if she's come back any good. Uh, and see if she's settled into Melbourne uh, or the Eastern Coast. So, I, you know, if she wins, good on her. But, uh, yeah, I'm happy to let her go. Yep, fair enough. No, that's all good. Let's get a let's get a win up there uh, for the boys on the weekend at good odds. While we're on the group ones, I guess we better get into the two cups and a plate. Let's start off with Caulfield Cup, which is usually the most interesting one. Um, Lee, do you want to start us off since you didn't have a bet then? Yeah, mate. Um, Caulfield Cup, I've just gone, I had a look over the years and a pretty good, massive stat. I think 14 of the last 26 winners have been four-year-olds. So the one I'm going to lean to is just the horse on the rise and the horse that I don't think will quite get the Melbourne Cup trip yet, but I think will definitely be um, a really good horse over 2,400 this prep. And that's Kinane at $21. I think he's yeah he's he's explosive. He's only had a handful of starts. He fits right into the type of horse that you've seen win the Caulfield Cup recently. So yeah, I'm happy to be on him at that price this early on. Yeah, what did you make of his run on the weekend? I thought it was okay. It was like it was probably what was expected really, uh, apart from maybe the market support. I mean, he was only really in the market as as he sort of spoke about because he's just got class and. I think he. It was just a run. Yeah, I don't think you can read too much into it. It was. It was just okay, which is probably what a lot of good pun, punters are really sort of expecting on the day. So, yeah, absolutely. Just those lead-up runs into the Caulfield Cup. Uh, Adam, what do you think? I'm. I'm. I'm in agreement, mate. I've got down here. Canane, twenty-one dollars. Um, double get two. on. Double. Yeah, that's, that's pretty is. pretty surprising this far out, isn't it? But he's um as, as Lee said, four-year-old and. And you guys said that was just a run on the weekend. I thought it was a really good run. I thought it was a great return. He was doing great work through the line. Yes, it was a lower grade race, but that's that's what I wanted to see from him. And he's returned in good order. He's going to keep improving as he goes up and trip and hopefully gets in with that light weight and, yeah, runs away with it. Oh, gee whiz, the old Canaan double get on at $21. Well, I didn't know the four-year-old stat. However, I have gone with the four-year-old in Zabrowski uh, at $30 for the Hawks team. Um, I really liked its finish last run in that Wink Stakes, as we talked about. It was it was just out the back and then came home with a head full of steam and um, 
it ran second to Quick Thinker in, in both the Tullock and the Derby last prep. But, yeah, as I said, that last run was very encouraging. Um, if there's going to be a wet track on the day, that's no problem either because it laps it up. And um, I think it's by Savabeel, and I think it's just turned the corner again as a four-year-old and may have improved upon that. And the Caulfield Cup is its grand final. So that's Zabrowski at $30, and we've gone around the favourites there. Adam, I'll start with you with the Cox Plate then. It'll be interesting to see if you both are in agreement with this one. Yeah, see what happens, mate. I'm, I'm up towards the top of the market in the Cox Plate. Tend to see the better horses win a Cox Plate, of course, the, the top weight for age horses. And I think the best middle distance weight for, horse, weight for age horse in Australia at present is very elegant. So that's where I'm going to be looking. Um, she returned. It was, a, it was a great win on the weekend. I didn't expect her to win. I actually um, was, was keen to lay her. And, yeah, she um, – tough, tough win, done the job. So she's returned in good order. And I'm pretty sure they're going to have her aim towards this race this year. Whereas last year, they were a bit unsure where they were going. I felt they should have probably went to the Caulfield Cup last year, but ended up changing their minds late and going to the Cox Plate. She didn't go very well, but I think she's a much better horse this year. And, um, yeah, they can aim her towards that. And uh, hopefully there's no um, no league rushers or anything like that around this year. So she should be right in it. Yeah, she ran obviously very well on the weekend to win that um, and kick back as well. Um, I think last prep they were just they just were trying to settle her down a bit um, because she used to pull her head off during the races and she seems to have done that well. And as you said, to come back like that, she'll be a big chance. Lee, you going with very elegant too? I actually am. Yes. Um, what are the chances? Yeah. What are the chances? <laughs> Let's just get on now. Line up. How much are we getting for that? Eleven. Eleven dollars. Eleven dollars. Yeah, for her. So, I agree with pretty much everything that Adi said, and and then uh, what you just spoke about there, just wins as well. I, I feel that she came back last autumn a much calmer horse. Um, you know, you've spoken about how she used to throw her head around. She used to, um, she used to just do lots wrong. Um, and you know, we saw that in, I think it was a Derby, uh, sorry, Oaks prep where she, she started favorite for the Oaks and, um, just sort of threw it away by just over racing the whole race. But I think she ran what third or fourth or something like that. And, um, you, you know, she's obviously got clearly got quality and I, I went through the same thinking as Adzi in terms of, I was just looking for the best weight for age horse in Australia. And I just think she's, she's the one for me. So, um, yeah, her, and then, I was just going to mention, I'm not sure if he's going to come over. And we spoke about just before this podcast, obviously there's some horses that will get some exemption from Europe to come over. There's a horse that I like called Sir Dragon A, which is $13. We'll see. Kieran Maher, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. he's definitely coming. He's definitely coming. I think he's over here, I think. Yeah, that that Aussie Kia guy bought him, that uh, big owner. Yeah, gotcha. Um, so, well, yeah, there you go. So I, I think he could, uh, he could run a big race. His form over in the UK has been really good around the 2000, 2400 meter. I think he ran, uh, second in a Ascot cup or something like that. So he's got a bit of class about him. So I feel if there's anything that's going to challenge very elegant, it's probably going to be one of the Europeans that might come over. And if he, um, if he settles into Australian conditions, he can definitely be a chance in that. Yeah, that's fair enough. It's it's extremely difficult, even though we're, what, six or seven weeks out from the Melbourne Cup, to even get a guide on who's coming over. I know there's nominations and whatnot, but half of them will pull it at the last minute. And, you know, a lot of them have had 
um, interrupted preps overseas. Um, so it's a, it's a real basket case, and I think that'll shine through with our tips that we're giving out today. For me, I've gone Russian Camelot at $13. He's a superstar, this bloke. Um, and I think uh, the Cox played as his distance because he has that amazing turn of foot, and I think he can win with 56.5 kilos. So um, he's right on track. We'll see him step up soon for his first race of the prep. And, um, yeah, I can see him being there at the finish uh, at $13. So I'll go against you guys again. Um, Melbourne Cup, I'll start off this time. I'm sticking with the favourite, Surprise Baby. 10 bucks at the moment's too short. But um, I think finishing 0.9 of a length behind Vow declared last year um, warrants that early favouritism again, particularly with the likelihood of the Euros uh, not coming. Hard to take 10 bucks now, as I said, but... Um, I think this field is going to be yeah a lot sharper in terms of you know the the form's going to be in the top end. There's not going to be a widespread you know you're not going to have your forty dollar European shots being able to run the distance and run a good race. So um, I'm expecting big things from from this bloke again. Um, Adam, what do you think? You're not going to believe it, mate, that I agree. Okay, I'm going with uh, surprise <laughs> baby as well. Uh, yeah, agree. I think it's all about the Aussie horses this year. I'm actually looking forward to seeing predominantly Australian horses in the race. So I hope that uh, eventuates just for something different. But I think this guy's a really top-notch stayer. He's got a heap of class. I think he's got a bit of weight for age class about him too. But I like the fact that they've just kept him for this Melbourne Cup. They're, all their their preparation is all just geared towards this for the last 12 months leading into this race. Um, they've kept his weight down as a result. He's in good nick, and I'm expecting him to run some good lead-up runs and, yeah, be, be cherry ripe on the first Tuesday in November. We saw his one run last year. It was massive. He, he flew home. Obviously, no real speed up in front didn't suit him, but he was, um, for my, in my opinion, the clear run of the race. So hopefully he turns up in good order and uh, gets the job done. Yeah, I think um, I usually don't like backing him when they've had a, a run um, before in the Melbourne Cup and not one. But um, I think, as as we pointed out, it's just this condensed nature of the form this year that, that brings him right into it. So, Lee, what do you think, mate? All right. I'd, you boys probably give me a bit of flack for, for what I'm going to talk about now, but I, I just want to run through, I guess, my thoughts behind it and where I'm looking. I've had some, uh, been fortunate enough to have some pretty good success lately. Invictus in Prince? What's that? Invictus, Invictus Prince? Prince? Who's that? Oh, he's still running, mate. Oh, that, oh, that thing. Oh, um, that's no, what, that's exactly what Adam said last week when he was about to give it out. He goes, "I'll just give you, you know, I've got a feeling about this." <laughs> no, but um, no, but I've been, like I said, fortunate enough to have some really good success over the last sort of decade and a bit in the cup. No, oh, talk my yourself theory, up. I will, mate. Yeah, <laughs> I think I've got. Uh, oh, only, here we go. I only missed a placing once in in the last um, since two thousand nine. That was in Green Moon's year. So I don't know. That's pretty good form lines, mate. But anyway, um, <laughs> so my thoughts around the cup are always: I want to forward a six-year-old that's fairly lightly raced and can be explosive. Um, we'll get in under fifty-five kilos and has raced one or placed at twenty-four hundred meters or further before, and having their first start in the cup is usually what I look for. So I've got six horses listed down here that fit the bill. I'm definitely going to get about one that I think is the, the top one. But um, the six horses that I looked at are Aktau, Colette, 
Django Freeman, King of Lear Grant, Mugatu, Mugatu, uh, Nancho. <laughs> Mugatu. Uh, Ru- Mugatu, yeah, that one. Uh, Russian Camelot and then Shared Ambition. The one I'm going to lean towards, though, is King of Lear Grants at $19. I just think he's just turned a leaf in those last sort of three or four runs in Australia. He was brilliant. In the Adelaide Cup, he just put him away like they were standing still. Um and then came out was was just good enough um, in his next start. So, uh, you know, obviously we know that the Williams can have something cherry ripe for a cup. And uh, I just think he might be, um, he just might be the right sort of horse and, and might come in at the right sort of weight. And uh, yeah, he's who I want to be on. I do want to have a little saver about a little known horse called Nacho, who I didn't mention, who's come over. He's not necessarily the right trainer, in my opinion, with Anthony Cummins, but He's a Hungarian horse who he, I don't think we've ever seen a Hungarian horse in Australia before. Um, but he looks he looks a freak. Like he won 11 races over there and his last two starts were in Germany uh, and they were really good. He, his last start, he, he won a, a group race over there, over 2,400. So at $51, he could be a, a little smoky at this point where it's just kind of, he's flown under the radar because we don't really know much about him. So uh, I'm definitely going to be watching him and see how he starts the spring off. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he goes. Um, I think uh, the Hungarian horses, I think Anthony Friedman had one of them. I just can't think of his name at the moment. But, yeah, it won the German derby, I think it was, over there. So has yep. the credential similar to Protectionist, just whether that form is strong enough and whether it's improved since coming here like Protectionist did. But, um, yeah, it's it's a King of Lee Grounds is definitely a chance and it obviously depends on how it comes up. I think it's running on Saturday, which will be interesting, and I'll I'll have to hear your thoughts on that a bit later, Lee. But um, we might. That's our uh, rundown of the two cups and a plate. The double get ons are Canane at twenty one dollars in the Caulfield Cup, very elegant, and uh, Russian Camelot are definitely uh, in the mix. They're the two favourites in the Cox Plate. We've narrowed down. And then the Melbourne Cup, surprise baby, and gets a double get on and King of Lear Grant. So uh, it'll be very interesting, as we said, to see if the Europeans um, get over and how they pull up. But that's our tips at the moment. Adam, you can. we got Rose Hill on the weekend, and it looks like we're going to get a good track for once. <laughs> you wouldn't read about it, would you? A good four Thursday morning. We haven't seen that in a good three months, I'd say. So very exciting. We've got a good card there at Rose Hill this, this Saturday. Three group threes, including a cracking race in the San um, Domenico. Um, we've got Anders versus uh, Doubtland and that uh, Mama Ragan, whatever it's called. Um, there's a couple of really good horses in that. So that's an exciting race to look forward to. I'm not, I'm not betting in that race, but uh, that's definitely the highlight of the card. My first, I've got quite a few tips today. I'll get through them quite quickly. But the first one comes up in race two, and it's the top weight Yulong base for Cody Morgan and Andrew Gibbons. Lightly raced five-year-old, this one. Uh, never missed a place. Uh, goes good. It's um, two starts back. It won a big big uh, maiden at Grafton during their carnival. Quite a, quite a tidy, stylish win. I feel this race is, is quite weak. There's, there's nothing really in it. It's, 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 it's a, probably the weakest highway I've seen in ages. He is drawn quite well in the middle there in gate nine. I'm expecting him to be mid, midfield with cover and hopefully prove too good. So I'm going to have a unit of win on him at $3.20. 
Yep, he gets the blinkers off first time here. Um, they try, yeah, they're stretching him out beyond twelve hundred. So I guess that's why. Yeah, and he he has been hitting the line quite well. So I think that gear change and yeah, a, a decent run in transit should should have no problems with him at that trip. Yep. And then um, just my my best value here, just in an each way price, is in race four, number seven, pressure for Bourne, Bjorn Baker and Tim Clark. Um, this is a go forward mare racing well. Um, she's in her first prep for Bjorn Baker. She used to used to be with Matt Kumani down in Victoria. Uh, last start, she struck a wet track um, and uh, just got beat by uh, Monsieur Sisu, who's an absolute swimmer. This week, there's not a lot of speed in this. I think from gate two, uh, she'll lead, control it. We know Tim Clark is great on a leader, so hopefully she gets some cheap splits and can kick away and hold them out late at uh, $8 for half a unit each way. Yep, that's 8 bucks and $2.80 half a unit each way. Yep. Nice. And then probably my best bet, I'm going to call this my best bet, comes up in race seven, number four, Overlord for Waller and J-Mac. Probably have to be nearly the best maiden in Australia, this guy, or near enough to it. First up here over 1400 He, last prep, ran some cracking races he was uh, getting well back most of the time and flashing home late. Um, his last run before a spell was in the J.J. Atkins behind um, Rothfire. He drew the car park. They had no choice to go back. He was a clear last turning for home and, yeah, flew home with, with limited space to, to run, a, run a, a tidy fourth. I'm thinking this week, uh, this start, uh, he's got that inside gate and there's not a lot of speed in this. Holyfield will definitely go forward and lead, um, but the rest of them are probably looking to, to take a sit. So I think they'll they'll kick him up and, and sit handy enough midfield somewhere. Um, he will need a little bit of luck, but if he can get it, I think he'll be too good for them. So I'm going to have one and a half units of win at the $2.50 on him. Yep. that And, yeah, as you said, um, he's still a cult as well, this prep, uh, being out of red traces. So the Grimishes are definitely trying for a stallion there. And, um, yeah, hopefully he can get the win for him. Yep, fingers crossed. And then one more, one more. Last one comes up in the get-out, the last race. I'm going with the same combo I went with earlier. So number seven, prime candidate for Bjorn Baker and Tim Clark. Another go-forward type for, for this combo. Very consistent horse. Uh, he's racing well this prep. But he has been on wet ground all three starts, and he's much better on top of the ground. They've, they've held him back for uh, – had a little let-up there. They've given him five weeks off, just waiting for it to, to dry up, I assume. So – They've struck the dry track this week. Last prep, he ran some great races behind some good horses. He was around the mark with horses like Sweet Deal, Sweet Scandal, Grey Worm, who's a top horse who we all have a soft spot for. He was right around the money with those types of horses. So I'm thinking they'll have him ready to peak here today. He will go forward, should lead, should control it again, and hopefully um, be too good. And I'm going to have an each-way bet just because I do have a lot of uh, respect for subpoenaed. So I'm going to back him three-quarters of a unit each way at the 550, and I think about $2.15 the place. Yeah, 220 the place. It's, that's fair enough, mate. Just the four there. Yeah, that's all, mate, until the, until the roughy. All right. A um, bit of a summary for those playing at home. Race two, Ulong base at $3.20 for the win. Race four, pressure, $8.00 and $2.80 for half a unit each way. Race seven, Overlord, $2.50 for one and a half units the win. And race nine, Prime Candidate, each way for 0.75 units at 550 and 220. 
Thanks, Adam, and best of luck as usual. Um, Lee, you're at Caulfield for a massive day. I know you're keen. What have you got for us? All right, we're going to lead off with two. Before I get into it, can I just uh, chuck a th- comment uh, at oh. this way? That San Domenico, obviously six-horse field, but it looks, gee whiz, it looks good. Yeah, uh, it's a cracker, what's your, mate. What's your What are you leaning towards, mate? What's your What's your initial oh. thoughts on it? Well, I'll, I'll um, shed some more light when I get to my lay of the day. But my oh. initial thoughts is actually Marmaragan. I, I, that's who I tend to lead to, lead lean to. He's um he's a good horse. He um obviously ran uh, in the good races straight away. They put him straight in the deep end. He ran third in the slipper, third in the size produce, won the skyline first up. So I'm expecting him to to improve as a three year old, and that's who I lean to. But it's such a good race. I'm really just looking forward to it as a racing fan more than uh, more so than having a bet. Hundred percent, yeah, mate. You don't get many six horse fields uh, that you're really looking forward to these days. So uh, it looks outstanding on paper. Yeah, it does. And you know, Doubtland's a hell of a horse. We know Anders is a hell of a horse. Peltzer, uh, yeah, it's a cracker. I'm so keen for it. Awesome. And on top of the ground as well. Yep. 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 Absolutely. Be interesting. Yep. All right, Lee. All right. Rip, rip into the tips. So yep. I um. I'm I don't, I'm not keen on too much early, so I've end up I've I've gone back to back races at the end of the card. Uh, so to start off the quaddy, I've gone race six, number twelve, Hummer Hummer. I'm gonna. It's not the quaddy, mate. Isn't it? Or oh, is it ten races? No. Nah. Yeah, ten like races, that. huge card. Yeah, huge. Uh, yeah. Well, there you go. Race six. The, the one, yeah, race six, number twelve. Yeah, <laughs> Hummer Hummer. Uh, when I have half a unit by one unit each way on her at eleven dollars and three dollars forty. Just going back over the data for the last two years, you win from absolutely anywhere of the 1,100 metres at Caulfield. I was actually really surprised. There were seven winners that came from a three-wide position uh, over the 1,100 at Caulfield with Rail in the Trues. So uh, I think it's going to give every horse any opportunity. And I'm just happy to back her uh, as a backmarker or a midfield sort of horse that will come from behind off a hot tempo. This mare has always been there or thereabouts in this sort of company and finally broke through for her first group win last start. She's come along big time in the last 12 months, having won three of her eight starts in that time. Her only real fails in that time, she has been just a victim of circumstance, either getting back on a leader bias track or a tab classic run in the winter where she was five wide with no cover. She shouldn't have that trouble in this from barrier five. I feel she should be able to posse up midfield, one off the fence, outside liar, and be able to get the splits in the straight. She's good Caulfield 1,100-metre form with her only run outside of the top two and four goes coming in last year's Oakley Plate, where the on-pace bias on that day was absolutely horrific. The drying track is a massive plus as well, as the fact that Mott jumps back on, who has four wins and six placings from her 14 starts. Uh, and including two wins from his last three on her. So I just think she's a big price for a good man. I, I want to be on her. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you $10 and $3.25. Oh, um, I'm, cut, I'm cutting you down, Emma. They've come for it, I swear. But, um, does John, uh, does Mott usually run at 56.5 kilos, or is he cut weight? Good question, mate. I, um, I don't, that'd, I that'd be really about as low as he can get. Yeah, I, I don't know what he carries, but, um, yeah, I just noticed that. Anyways, that's a good start in race six, Hummer Hummer. Next one, mate. And then on to race seven, I think this is just absolutely the best of the day. Number one, 
Tangaloa. Uh, I want to have one and a half units on him at four dollars. You're going to take that from me, or yeah? Uh, yeah, four dollars at Betstar. Okay. That's the one. You, you, I'm a, yeah, I'm a big fan of this guy. He's, if his jump out is anything, go by his comeback in good order. Obviously, won the Blue Diamond in the autumn, was very good in the slipper. He gets into this unbelievably well under the set weights and penalties condition, having to concede between only one to two and a half kilos to his rivals. But they spot him 20 to 39 rating points. Um, this race has always been a, also been a proven starting point for good horses, with horses like Super Seth, Merchant Navy, Star Spangled Banner, Scenic Blast, Miss Finland and Bella Spree all on the honour roll from the last 20 years. It's evident that those at the top of the ratings have been the ones to dominate as well, with only seven of the last 19 winners coming from outside of the top four saddlecloths, and four of those were fillies, so they obviously naturally get in a bit lighter. Considering there is no fillies in this, that reads well for Tangaloa. He draws well to go forward or back depending on how the track is playing but on speed back I've just got him in a good spot two or three pairs back one off the fence uh, Walker knows him well and the blinkers go on for the first time which I think will work wonders for this colt if he's anywhere near his best he puts these away and I think four dollars is just silly odds for him yeah they're um he's got the blinkers on which is good because it doesn't look to be a lot of pace in this um early so even though you're probably looking at him going fast. He, he does position quite well. So, yeah, I, I know you've got a soft spot for him, so it'll be good for Mickey Walker to get him over the line for you there in race seven. Um, next up, mate. That's it for me, just those two. That's it. Race six, Hummer Hummer at $10 and $3.25 for half a unit the win, one unit the place. And race seven, Tagaloa, $4 for the one unit the win. Mate, one and a half units, mate. One and a half units to win. All right, we'll go straight out. Mate, um, what about Gamekeeper? Yeah, good question. I probably probably thought this was going to come up. I just he's just drawn really awkwardly. Um I've I've never seen him any start sort of go even push up a couple of pairs back off the leader. Like all of his runs have been midfield. So I just yeah, I just I don't know where he gets to and I just feel that um, he might just get, get pushed back, a couple of pairs back on the rail and not be able to get any luck. Um, the other thing in that race is oh, there's a lot of unknowns about a lot of the runners. Obviously, they're all first up, majority of them anyway. So, um, yeah, I just I just wanted to stay away. If it was each way odds, I'd probably probably have a look at him. But at $4, I just think he's a little bit unders for, for where he might get to in the run from that draw. Yeah, fair enough, and he he goes up to eighteen hundred as well. Um, but I think he um, he can definitely handle that. It's just a big jump, which is a little bit unusual. But uh, uh, that stable is an excellent stable, so they know what they're doing. All right, mate, just the two then. Um, I will be at Eagle Farm this weekend, and it looks like an absolute jaffer of a day. Perfect weather all week, no real wind around, just a beautiful day. Um, I've got the two here. Race four, I'm going to have a Tommy two bet. I'm going to back Woman of Gold at $4.80 for 0.75 of a unit the win. The comment is up against the boys this week, but Woman of Gold drops back from the no metro wins grade to uh, a class four, uh, class five sort of grade against these. Um, there's about five chances in this, hence the $5-ish odds. Last run, the margin was a bit unfair and over-exaggerates uh, the run with She's Our Boss absolutely caning them. 
which was good for us. Um, but Woman of Gold was at least a length ahead of third, so it showed that they're two, a couple of good quality horses or mares. Um, back to 1,200 is the key, and Frad jumps on. Deserves a win and with enough pace on can come over them late. The second bet in that race, I'm going a bit wider with no doubt a cracker at $16 for 0.25 of a unit to win. Um, as I said, if there's enough pace up in front, no doubt a cracker comes right into the equation and is over the odds. I see it's already 18 in the $16. Um, beat some handy horses last run at the Gold Coast, albeit in lower grade, but has won previously in town. Um, hasn't won second up from four starts, however, has never been disgraced. And I just think in that price, I just want to have a shilling there just in case. So that's race four, Woman of Gold, $4.84.75 the unit, the win, and no doubt a cracker, $16 for a quarter unit win. And then in race seven, I'm going on Ginger Rock at $6 and $2.20 for half a unit each way. I respect both Persuader and Lovestruck, and both of them can still win even though they gain a couple of kilos each from their previous runs, but they're obviously the class horses. Um, Ginger Rock goes from a Class 3 midweek race into a Saturday-grade benchmark 80. However, she has had to be considered a strong hope in this. Um, She put it all together, this prep winning her last two, especially last run at Doom and with the rail out nine metres, um, was able to gather them from last on the rail and winning with plenty in hand, which is excellent to see. Punters smashed her that day also, even with the track bias, as you'd usually get with the rail out at Doombin. Previous run won a Saturday three-year-old race, again storming home. Looks to be strong pace in this race on Saturday, which will help her chances. Um, drops to 54 kilos and from barrier two. Frad can stick her midfield defence and let down again. Um, Eagle Farm definitely helps for her style of racing. Um, so that's just the two for me. And I guess we'll get into the lay of the day now, unless you boys want to ask me a question. Mate, happy go lucky in that race. Yeah. I think it'll get scratched, mate. The, um, he's been nominated for two races, race seven and the last race, and both of them he doesn't have a jockey but um yeah i was i was looking forward to him running in that and it probably would have suited him so but not to be i'd say he'll run next week i don't know where uh I, but yeah eagle farm definitely would have been his go lay of the day what did we just start a new segment yup you want to go lay some favorites in the podcast yup Lay of the day, Adam, uh, you were talking about the big race at Rose Hill. Yeah, mate, I'm, I'm looking at race five, the San Domenico. I'm going to lay Anders. I know he's a good horse and I know we've had luck with him, but um, this is tougher than last start. Last start he bolted in, but he, he only beat home old Kirk, who, old Kirk, who had five kilos more than him. He's, he's not getting that type of weight off him this week. This is on top of the ground as well, where all those good wins we've seen from him have been on on wet tracks he's not going to lead there's there's good speed on the inside that'll probably kick up in every rose and peltzer so he'll have to take a sit this week and whether he's as good a horse taking a sit or not we don't know so i'm keen to take him on at the three dollars 20 with the quality in that race all right three dollars 20 going for five straight adam five straight winning lays that's 
that's a good lead for punters. Um, Lee, what are you thinking at Caulfield? All right. I need to break the curse, don't I? Uh, I um, was haven't been off to a good start with these lays, but anyway, we'll, we'll see if we can get it back. I'm going to very early race one, number five per sand at $2.70. I'm just happy to go against the fact that this will be a lot tougher, 2,400 metres, than the two goes at this sort of trip against the three-year-olds this guy has had in the past. This is only the fourth time in his now 17th start he has run out of his age group. And those first three were in two maidens and a 64 earlier this year. So this is obviously going to be a lot harder and a lot tougher for him. He now takes on hard fit season gallopers and the five weeks break in between runs. I don't think will be ideal for this sort of scenario. He also hasn't ever won on a good track in nine goes. Uh, so I'm definitely leaning towards horses like Tavi Run or uh, WT in there. So happy to take him on. Happy to take on race one per sand uh, to get the bookies off to a good start at $2.70 for Lee. And as you pointed out, um, there's a couple of good hopes in there to knock him off, including Tavi Run, who bolted away with it last week. So, um, yeah, should be a great race to start off for us boys, hopefully. I'm at race five at Eagle Farm. I'm laying skate to Paris. Um, she's coming out to 440 now, which is a bit um, – I think she opened at 380. So, um, I'm going to be the longest-priced lay out of us three for the week, but that's okay. Um, a bit adsy about that one, mate. A little bit of adsy, but as long as, long uh, as it gets... It's not that bad. As long as, yeah, $6.50 is a bit different. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Skate to Paris, sparkling form of late, winning two in a row and loves the track and distance. Sounds like a tip, doesn't it? Yep. Has had two genuinely, genuinely 10 out of 10 steers to win both races Smallish field on Saturday and may get pushed back closer to the tail. So Cassidy may have to get that gun run along the rail. Previous run over the mile got a gift run and beat up middle distance horses back in trips with the likes of Happy Go Plucky and Ruby Guru gaining ground late. Forced to head back to 1,400 on Saturday instead of the 1,825 metre open later in the day. Two runs back, one over 1,400 metres. However, Smart Edge gets three and a half kilo weight swing on her and was three wide, no cover that day, beaten only 1.65 lengths. Some quality horses running Saturday, including Supergiant, who will bowl along. Um, this is also the Candyman's last run before heading down south. You've got Junction, who steps up to a preferable distance after winning last week over 1,200. And you've got Snitch, who drops in weight and goes better second up. And I'm even throwing in Articus is a bit of a chance at uh, odds. I think it's about $19. Um, that's enough for me to oppose her, uh, given the market rates are about a 25% chance of winning. So um, I think $4.40, hopefully we can get the lay there and um, continue on our merry ways. Boys, that's, uh, that's the lays. I, I like them a lot. We definitely... We can start off at about 11.30, I think, race one at Caulfield to be. So that'll be a great start to the day. Um, around the grounds, boys, have you got anything? Adam, I'll start with you. No, nothing around the grounds, mate. Just my roughie to come, that's all. Just your roughie to come. Lee, I think you're going to say something that I'm going to say, but I'll you go first. Oh, okay. No worries. I'm just going to back up on one that we've already backed previously in Belmont, race eight, number three, Nero Dio. I want to have one by two units each way on him at $5 and a dollar ninety. 
just got down here that I'm happy to stick on him after getting home for his last start. And this also looks to set up just as well. He does step up in grade. However, he's certainly not out of his depth as the horses he has been up against previously are better than that lower grade anyway. Um, he comes back in trip, but has won at the 1,000 metres. And this sets up in the same way as last start, where he can sit midfield, one off, and come over the top, as there is at least five horses that will want to be up on the speed in this. Three weeks between runs is a positive, and Johnson Porter sticks on. I'll keep backing him until he disappoints me. Yep. Uh, what race was that in, mate? I just didn't get it. Race eight. Race eight. All right, that's uh, Belmont Race Eight Nero Dio. Let's see what price. Five dollars on Ladbrokes and a dollar ninety. Is that all right? Yeah. Thanks, mate. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what, what you had. Yeah. Okay, mate. Uh, anything else at Belmont or around no. the grounds? No, that's no. it, mate. I'm curious to hear what yours is. Yeah. Well, I I thought for sure we could. Uh, well. I think it's pretty obvious. Um, Morphville race seven, Dallasan. Um, we all we all tipped it last week after its massive run behind. Uh, what's what's that thing called? Behemoth. <laughs> Behemoth. Behemoth. I'm just having a brain brain explosion. It's a dollar fifty. So, um, but yeah, a repeat of last week's run. It, it from barrier one. Uh, if it gets that nice run along the the rail, um, it'll be winning for its trainer who the uh, race is now named after it used to be the penny edition now it's the leon mcdonald listed race so that's dallas Anna at a dollar 50 and to make it worthwhile i'm going to chuck it into an, a multi with the next race after that race eight chucky at six dollars uh did have a little suggestion about it last week uh last time it ran and um i just said it was it's a very good horse with a uh, just over 1,100 that week, so it wasn't to suit. And gets up to 1,300 this week, what, which is what he's been after. He, he just zoomed home from last over that 1,100 metres to run third, and we knew it was going to be too short. Needs a bit of luck, particularly with the apprentice on, but I think that's why you're getting $6. So I'm just going to have a unit on that multi, and we should get about that $9 return. So hopefully that'll be a big finish at Morphville. Mate, um, I'm only going to give you a 550 here because, you know, that's what I've got, yeah. I've got on, up on my screen. So. All right, 550 yeah. has come in. <laughs> fair's come fair, in. fair's fair. Yeah, absolutely. Fair's, <laughs> fair's fair, all right. Well, that comes into about $7.75, I think, something like that, so right. off the top of my head. Uh, all right, fair enough. Um, Ruffy Roulette time. Ruffy Roulette. Is a very dangerous game, not for the faint of heart. Let us begin. Ruffy Roulette, as usual. Um, boys, as we've got our subscription service going now, which it's great to see those subscribers getting on board. We've, we've got some really cracking followers that we've had for a very long time. And coming into spring, they've just decided, yep, yeah, it's time to load up again. Um, I think 30 bucks is pretty good value for one month, considering the amount of work we do. And also the fact that we do provide these tips to you on the podcast so you can get them for free on here if you wish um so but we like to um you know we've still got to keep the keep the tables turning here and um it does cost money so um but yeah we we love seeing you guys get the results out there and it's it's great to have a win together so definitely something to um keep 
your mind on. And um, because of that, uh, we haven't had a winner yet on this Ruffy Roulette. Uh, we've got to have a horse over $20, and it's got to be your first tip. So it's no good giving me six tips in a row. You've got to give us one tip, and it's got to start over 20 bucks. Um, and if you do that, if you put it on the comments, um, you'll get a free subscription to the service, as I said, valued to $30. And, you know, if there's 10 people that get it on the weekend, then there's 10 free subscriptions. So uh, it'll be a great thing if we can do it. And I'm sure with some of these bigger fields starting up that someone will jag one. Um, Lee, I'll start with you with the Ruffy Roulette. Um, are you in Belmont, I'm guessing? No, 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 I'm actually in Caulfield, mate. And I've done a Just Wins here, which is, uh, well, it wasn't. When I, when I tipped it and did all the hard work, it was it was 20 to 1 and then or $21. And then when I've gone to... Uh, gone to finalize what i was going to talk about tonight it's been uh it's been put into 18 dollars. i think that was a scratching so i'm just going to get take i'll have to take it top so in this but uh, i'm going to go towards race three number sixteen thousand wishes i just feel this horse is underrated in the market after what she has produced in her last five starts where she has one and or two and placed uh, in the other three it's not like it's been much inferior grade either, as she was unlucky behind Paint the Town 2 at her last start before a spell, which just happened to be at Caulfield in this sort of grade. Paint the Town 2 then went on to win a Group 3 two starts later. Thousand Wishes come came back from a spell two and a half weeks ago at the midweeks and was also uh, solid running third behind a good winner in Shandy. It was actually $8 in the Heatherly later on, uh, which is a listed race. So uh, I think we can, we can take promise out of that that you know thousand wishes going all right this is a horse that always improves second up as well back on a dry ground is a positive and with the good middle of the line draw she can get a sweet run up on the speed in a race with not a lot of tactical speed engaged john mcneil is also flying at the moment riding at 23 percent so far this season and 14 and a half percent for the last 12 months so let's go get on her at that price yeah, that's uh, $18.550, so he's hoping that top total get it over 20 and that's a massive field, that one, So uh, and he's drawn nicely. So best of luck there, mate, uh, on 1,000 wishes in race three. Um, Adam, what have you got, mate? Yeah, I'm, I'm staying in, in Rose Hill for my Ruffy, and um, it comes up in race eight. Uh, this is the race with Magatu, where it's the short price favourite, and it's going to be hard to beat. It's, it's the best horse in the race, but... I just feel at 2.30 with the big field, it's drawn the inside. There's a real chance it runs into some trouble. So um, there's plenty of value to be had outside it. So I'm going to have a crack. And the horse I'm having a crack with is for uh, for Chris Waller, number six, Karzoff. Got Glenn Schofield aboard. This horse has been racing really well. He, um, he was actually up in Queensland last start. He, he ran second behind your lay this week. Uh, Ooh. wins in, in Skate to oh, Paris. But, it's going to uh, run nowhere then. But he carried he carried sixty one kilos. He carried seven kilos more than Skate to Paris, and he he didn't um didn't have all all the all the luck either. He was held up slightly. So um, dropping weight this week. Sorry, mate. Run second of sixties groove as well, Karzoff. He did, and I was about to mention that run too because that was a great run. He um he got yeah. fairway fairway back, and he had to sustain a really big run, and it probably just told told late um in those sixties uh, groove, and uh, the Lord Mayor just got over him. But it was it was a really good run. Um, yeah, with the weight relief this week, he's drawn a gate where he should be able to settle midfield, obviously with some cover, and yeah, hopefully get some luck and run a race and 
maybe jag a place or if we're really lucky get that first winner so uh half a unit each way at 23 bucks please yeah he finished he finished off well as you said with that big weight i think that's what i was sort of alluding to with um with my lay of the day in skate to paris is he had a horse running over 2100 yeah it was in a grafting cup but it came back to 1600 and and just missed behind skate to paris so and then runs 23 dollars here so we'll see but um yeah and i think there'll be a there's about four scratchings in there. Probably won't affect you. So you got Oliferous that'll get scratched. It's 20 bucks. So should be right there. And yeah, that'll be a great start for you for Karzoff and the Waller crew. Thanks, mate. Um, Thank you. For half, half a unit each way at 23 bucks. I'm obviously, uh, where am I? It's great radio. Um, oh. <laughs> oh yeah, I've already I've already given out my roughie. It's um, Streets of Avalon in the Memsey at twenty three dollars and six dollars for half a unit. The win. All right, boys, that was pretty quick. Thanks very much for the usual. Um, as I said earlier, guys, give me a DM. I'm always here to have a chat. Got a little bit on on Saturday, but it'll be good to um, see everyone's results and hopefully the roughie roulette goes on. Thanks again, Lee, for joining us. No worries. Thanks, boys. Thank you. Positive vibes as usual. And Adam, thank you. Thanks, mate. Good luck to everyone again. Yep. Good luck, followers. And um, give us a yell if you have a win. We love to see it. And best of luck in the group ones on the weekend. Cheers, guys. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and get involved in the comments. Best of luck and happy punting. Can he do it? Chautauqua, he's flying! Yes, there's history! But a champion becomes a legend! But Cody Deere has won it! The pride of Australia is the greatest show on earth.